welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. Hello, and welcome back to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. This is Coach Heather, and I'm really excited to talk to you today about how to rehumanize. What does rehumanizing mean? And where did we become dehumanized in this process of being trained in the medical field? So I'm going to share with you a little bit about my journey to this word rehumanizing, and then give you some tips of how to rehumanize yourself and where being a human robot might be showing up and stopping you from living the life of your dreams. So one thing you might not know about me is that in addition to supporting dietitians create their dream jobs where they open their private practice. I also work within psychedelic assisted psychotherapy as a clinician, as a doctor and support people making major changes in their mindset and in their lives based on using plant medicines. One of the things that came up in one of my own plant medicine journeys is this concept of being human. And I was being shown how I had this fear of being human and I was being shown where this came from. So when I was going through medical school and going through residency, there was no space for anything but perfection, right? There was no space for mistakes. And that was a really challenging part of my medical training. No room for mistakes, no room for imperfection. In addition to that, you were taught to distance yourselves from patients. There was no room for emotion. There was no room for feeling, and there was no space for really connecting human to human with patients. And I was talking to Libby about this one day and she shared with me, it's the same for you guys in your dietitian training. And it's such a rigorous process, right? We have to get really great grades. We cannot fail our classes and that makes us more robotic. And you are also encouraged to be at a distance from your patients. And so when we go through this dehumanizing process of being trained in clinics, working too many hours, seeing too many people, having to get perfect grades, really having to high achieve in a way that's unbalanced in the rest of our lives, and then being objective with our patients instead of being human and feeling, these are the things that dehumanize us. But what is the point of me sharing this? Well, this impacts you as a person. This impacts you as an entrepreneur who is starting a private practice or is in private practice. And it impacts us as just human beings. So this can show up in many different ways. We can have a hard time trying and failing at things. 
you might think things have to be perfect in order for you to get started. You might get mental blocks of just question after question. Well, what about this? What about that? What about this? I have to have all these ducks in a row in order to get started, which isn't really accurate. You can be trapped by high achieving goals that don't fit your life or your lifestyle. Sometimes I would see things advertised to me about, oh, start your X figure business. And it turns out that I don't need that big of a business to create a life that I love, right? I just need some simple financial support for a pretty calm and simple life. I didn't need the big house and fancy car. So I was saying, oh, that's what successful people do. Therefore, I want to be a successful person. Therefore, I'm going to push myself to reach these goals that are actually not that fulfilling for me, but it's part of that high achieving, more dehumanized, more robotic sense of self. And then dehumanizing yourself can also lead to comparison to other people. And you might compare your robot self to somebody else's robot self without knowing anything about their life. And they don't know anything about your life. They don't know anything about your lifestyle, your dreams. You don't really know the person behind that photo or that Instagram account that you're comparing yourself to. So dehumanizing ourselves leads to really harmful levels of comparison that can be painful. So these are some of the risks of being dehumanized. And then it also reduces our connection with people because when you're objective with other human beings all day long, you're listening to their stories and you're trying not to feel an emotion around them, or you're trying to do the calculations for their nutrition while all this other things are happening in their life. And you're just focusing on this one part that can make it hard to connect with people outside of our clinical spaces and having connection and talking with people is one of the core pieces of information and core ways of building our audience and core ways of connecting with ideal clients. So it can inhibit us from being able to connect with our ideal client when we start our private practices. So how can you rehumanize? What can you do? Obviously the training has been put in place. You've had to jump through so many hoops and you've been successful at that. So congratulations. It's really amazing what you've jumped through and the life you've created. So to, first of all, I want to celebrate you and what you've done. And here are some tips for rehumanizing. If you feel like you need to be less robotic and more human in your practice, one is to celebrate your failures and to keep going. It is a consistent practice for me to drop perfectionism. I had to consciously choose to no longer be a perfectionist. And if you read any of Brene Brown's work, she talks about how perfectionism is really a reaction to failure and a fear of failure. And it's actually a really maladaptive. It does not help humans do what they are here to do on the planet. And it doesn't help them heal and it doesn't help them help other people heal. So how do we combat perfectionism? Well, we take risks, we create things and we have failures and then we celebrate those failures. We learn from those failures and keep going. So important. 
So dropping that need to be perfect is another way to move into a more human space for yourself. And then what happens when you drop that need to be perfect for yourself, it'll be amazing how much freedom you give other people as well to be themselves. They become more and more comfortable with themselves in your presence when you can release your own desires to be perfect. One of the things I used to say a lot to my medical students who thought I was one of the toughest teachers on campus was if you think I'm tough on you, you have no idea how tough I am on me, right? How many demands I put on myself, you get 10% of the demands I'm putting on myself. That wasn't very humane. That was not very human of me. I wasn't being human to myself. And I certainly wasn't being human to my students. I was perpetuating the cycle of teaching medical students to be dehumanized, to be more robotic, to work more hours, to work harder, to be more perfect. And when I dropped that need for myself to be perfect and I started being kinder to myself, it automatically translated to how I taught my students. And it shifted everything in my clinic shifts and how we treated patients even. So this need to be perfect can be transferred unknowingly or unwittingly to other people in our lives, our kids, our spouses, our friends, our family, our coworkers. We might be like, oh, how did that person not do that? Right. So when we drop the need for our own perfection, it gives the freedom of other people to show up as their authentic selves around us. One of the practices I had to do to drop perfection is to celebrate my messiness, to be willing to show emotion. And then when I showed emotion and it was raw and imperfect, I had support from my friends to say, Hey, that was really good. <laughs> I like the imperfect you. I really enjoyed hearing that emotion from you. So if you're going to be challenging yourself to become more human and less robot, then please inform your loved ones that you're challenging yourself to drop perfectionism and allow more failures and more messiness to show up so that they can cheer you on. And that's one of the things that's really great about the dietitian boss community is when you're part of our community, we are cheering on your failures and your successes and everything in between. And we are here to support you. So you might not have that kind of support in your family, or maybe you feel scared to ask them to support you in this way. So the dietitian boss community is also here to support you rehumanize yourself. Another way we can rehumanize is by showing our face. You hear this from dietitian boss all the time. Show your face, show your face, show your face. How come we don't show our faces? Because we didn't brush our hair. We don't have makeup on. We don't have the perfect outfit. There's something about perfectionism that prevents us from showing our face. Maybe you've been teased about something, your voice, you've been teased about some aspect of the way you look, you might have braces. We came across that in our dietitian boss community and supported our fellow dietitian boss through her fear of showing her face because she has braces on. And I have to say, people relate. There are other people with braces. There are other people who wear glasses. There are other people with funny voices and they've been made fun of. So you are never alone. And when you allow yourself to show your face and show up as your true human self to really give people a peek into your real life, 
they're connecting with you. They're connecting with you as a person, not a brand, not some perfect logo. They're connecting with you. And that is really important part of taking that risk to be human in front of other people. And then another way we can rehumanize is by connecting with people on a real human level and having more genuine conversations. I encourage you to ask people how they're doing in a real and authentic way and really be available to receive what's going on in their life. And if they say, oh, I'm fine, then ask a follow-up question and say, cool, what's going well in your life? Or is there anything that's challenging for you? And this is part of how we coach our dietitian bosses to talk to their ideal client in direct messages or in marketing research calls is what's your biggest struggle right now? Where can I help you? Where can I support you? And how amazing would it be if our friends and our family asked us this and they said, oh, what another thing we say a lot is like, what wins can we celebrate with you? What if we had that in our relationships? And we said, what's going well, what can I celebrate with you? What's exciting for you right now? And somebody asked us that to us as well. And then on the flip side, what are you struggling with? Instead of just being like, oh, things are good. Okay, great. Uh, What's good? And things are tough. Okay, what are you struggling with? How can I support you? So these are real authentic conversations. And this is how we connect with people, whether that person is a potential client or a loved one. We have to consciously start connecting again. So those are some of my insights and takeaways from this dehumanizing process of going through medical training. And I hope this supports you in a more connected and fulfilled life. If you have questions or comments about humanizing, dehumanizing, rehumanizing, being messy, being perfect, please let us know. We love to see your comments or tag us on Instagram or Facebook and share with us some of your insights from this humanizing episode. I can't wait to connect with you. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week. And we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal. And you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.